Natch, episode 113, We Bought a Zoo. This is Natch, this is the Natural Living Podcast. I'm Josh Tyson, he's Mark Brush, I'm Skater Boy, he's the Sound Hawk, I'm alive, he's alive, so are you. And natural. Uh, we Bought a Zoo is a Matt Damon movie. Matt Damon is appearing later on our In the Face podcast. No, that was on Book Buddies that he would have Shit! <laughs> This I thought music a, was just getting going. I was ready for more. See, now I'm making you wait. Wait for the in outro. Because in the past, you've criticized me for playing too much intro music. So if you want to hear that song truly crescendo, you got to stick around till the end. But why wouldn't you? This is the Natural Living Podcast. Text the Soundhawk, by the way, if you want to reach out to us. If you like what you hear, if you're having a good time, you want to send us a little, little love. You want to throw something away? It's 303-548-6877. Why is this called We Bought a Zoo? Why is it not called We Bought a Zoo? I think it's because last week's show image was a gorilla in the zoo. This week's show image is kind of, I kind of pulled a dirty trick here. Because what do you see? It's a rhino's head, right? Mm -hmm. He looks like he's smiling almost. He does. You know what that actually is? That is the head of a, the taxidermied head of a rhino. Looking out at some modern art installation? That's actually the ceiling. I went on a field trip with my son's class this week, and we ended up, the second part of the field trip, first part was a lovely hike. This is Uh, very natural. It was very natural. We went on a hike, a guided hike through Genesee Park, learned about which pine needles we could eat. Is this through the school or just you and a bunch of kids? Through the school. and then That's good. Our guide showed us, like, you could take this rotting wood and crumble it into a fine powder, and it made face paint. Is this peppermint tea? That is peppermint tea, natural living. A hidden source of acid in the diet. That's okay. I know you didn't mean to... I'm not trying to poison you. Trigger my storgums. Um, but anyway, we go to the Museum of Natural History. Mm. We get invited down into the basement. We're like 67 feet underground. Wait a minute. Listen to this. Was this the sleepover thing? No. Harper just a... spent the night at the Natural History Museum. I did that once at a summer camp when I was a kid. It was, it was, it was amazing. Were, it was her whole third grade class plus a bunch of other schools. Museum's a pretty hip place. Mm. I learned though that they Fear have the dead rhinos. They have four point two million specimens in that museum, and of all those specimens, and that includes like artifacts, of all of that, the public only gets to see about 0.1% or something. Like most of it's just in the basement. So we went down there where they have one point something million animal specimens. Got to see specimen number two. A, a bison. A full taxidermy bison. Uh, Specimen number one. What was number one? They don't know where it is. They don't know what it is. They don't know what happened to it. It's a mystery. Whoa. Then he opened, a, the, the, the museum guide opened a, um, like an air sealed cabinet and pulled out a drawer. There was a grizzly bear pelt in there. It was the last grizzly bear in Colorado that someone had killed, which is kind of morbid. But then on a shelf, there was up on top of this shelf that there was, Shelves, that, of, shelves of taxidermied animals. On of the top what? of one shelf of taxidermied animals. Yep. On the top of one shelf, there was this rhino head looking up at the ceiling. So, is like, this where the duck, the goose, that's in my? No, no, no. That goose. That's the goose that got loose in the Natch warehouse, dude. Oh, right. You don't remember that? No. Our warehouse yeah, in Cleveland. That's where we house all our buttons. This goose got loose. It was off the chain. You want to see those photos? Have you, you made you had the to buttons? Our, you head to our Instagram page, at, at Natch9000. The Patreons are waiting for the buttons. Have you made the button? I've been working on one of them. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it hard? Kind of. 
Is it anything like what we talked about last week? The button? Yeah. Yeah, it's the show logo. Okay. All right. All right. Just check. The hard part is like getting that little wraparound text. Well, you can always just kill that. We don't need that. Okay. Um, Let's do a show. Thanks for listening. We're doing a show. I mean, like, yeah, let's get to it. All right, man. Natural living is not for the... Faint of heart? I guess, you know what? No. There's time. Yeah, see? Natural. We're natural, man. You can couch that aggression, son. I'm back. I think it's because you just saw the word call to arms in our Google Doc. I sure did. Have you have you seen this? Well, I thought this was interesting because it says John Foraker's call to arms. Mm-hmm. I clicked the article, read the article. John Foraker's name I don't believe is mentioned once well, in that article. So it's it's about more than the article. Why did I set the mic up like this? Damn, I don't it's know. fine. I'll be fine. In. John Foraker, mm-hmm. who was the CEO at Annie's, and I guess is still the CEO at Annie's, but now is a... Tangos with General Mills. He is in the machine at General Mills and quite the influential player in the natural food landscape. If you're into natural living and natural food, then... Which we are. We are. He, so this CBS article, just I just wanted you to be aware of what was going on. Yeah. Behind the scenes, this man... John Foraker? I think, I think he... You think if, he's single-handed? If I had to point to one figure... You still haven't said what the article's about. Gangster Gardener, Ron Finley. Ron Finley. Popular figure, popular TED Talk. I was going to say, highly influential TED Talk. Grow some shit. Grow some shit. In South Central LA, the drive-throughs are killing more people than the drive-bys. Preach. Plant some shit. Clean... What what he would he what he's known for is digging up those um, sidewalk strips, planting shit. Yeah, not well, just does dirt. He, have, he has a big garden space, too. and he took An over this garden. this old community pool abandoned. He made this urban garden. He's growing everything. He's got bananas. He's the gangster gardener. Yep. And a new new landlord took over the space and said, "You're out." He's like, "Uh, what? Uh, you're out." Is there any option here? Sure. Buy the whole building for 500 grand. Uh, I'm the gangster gardener. I don't have 500 grand. (laughs) Vegetables. But who does? The spirit of the natural food community. John Aforaker was kicking off tweets. He was pressure. He was like gently pressuring people on Twitter. Yeah. Every time somebody would contribute, he'd be like, Justin at Justin's Nut Butters, shout out. Good for you, man. Where are all the other, where's, where's this company? Where's this company? Ballsy That's move awesome, for a man. CEO. Yeah, and the GoFundMe page has now surpassed the original $500,000 goal. And Finley's legal team, they're working to close the deal. So Foraker stepped up. I think, of course, they gave. A lot of employees gave inside uh, Annie's and General Mills. Nell Newman, Newman's Own Organics. That's the one I read about in this article. She stepped up. <clears throat> Good old Nell. Quote, it's an opportunity for the natural foods industry to give back to support those areas that are food deserts that don't have any. They Nell have, Newman, they daughter. They have fruits and vegetables. Yeah, okay. Daughter of Paul Newman? Exactly. Newman's own organics. I don't mind What's interesting, if it rains or freezes, as long as I got my plastic, plastic Jesus. Plastic Jesus. Sitting on the dashboard of my car. The question now is- Get yourself a green Madonna. Mm-hmm. Natural Living Podcast, the that's natural. Natural Living Podcast, Mark. I'm sorry, you had a point to make. I think there's there, like the new landlord said this, probably just as like basically like go away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, okay, here's the money. Now are they actually going to go through with it? Ooh, what's going to happen? Mm. Legal team, we'll see. Could get ugly. 
Hey, that is a feather in the cap. Kudos to the natural food community who can be so precious, so preachy to actually come through and deliver like that. Good yeah. job. Kudos to Ron Finley for keeping it Kudos real. Kudos to Ron let's, Finley. Let's go back to where it starts Humble man, here. humble man. I don't think he was like comfortable asking and then like, so John Forker said, I'll do it, I'm in. That's what it's all about. That's natural living. That's Shout community. out John Foraker. Shout out natural living. It doesn't get more, much more natural than this next uh, story, Mark. Mowgli girl who yeah. walks on all fours is found living with monkeys in Indian forest. This, this came from the human interest section of People magazine. Love it. Great source for natural living news. We, people can just rely on us to find the, the right sources of natural yeah, living yeah. news. But yeah, so they, they found this little girl living with a troop of monkeys, walking on all fours, screeching. And when they went and tried to- Nude. Yes, nude. And when they went and tried to rescue her from the monkeys- I would say naked. Nude implies more like- Like a choice. Art. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. So she's naked, just like the monkeys. And when they go and try and get her away from the monkeys, they get attacked. This girl was 10 to 12 years old, and they think she's had been living with them since infancy. Yep. What? Uh, but the- uh, there was a, What was the term for these? Uh, oh, God, they had a name for like the feral children. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's there's, like more than, there's, this is a thing. There's a Disney veneer to this story, but the decay behind it is that it's right. not uncommon for children to be abandoned. Sad. In this part of the, in this part of India? That's not natural. No, it's not. This girl Well, maybe that is lucked out order. and got raised by some pretty sweet monkeys. Could be I feel like order. maybe it's kind of fucked up. I mean, I get it. It's like a welfare thing. You gotta take her away from the monkeys, but clearly she was doing all right. She's yeah. ten to twelve years old. She could have been queen of the monkeys. Yeah. Once she figured out how to speak. She's probably like the Taylor Swift of those monkeys. Oh, I didn't watch this video. Did you watch the video? Her behaviors are erratic and include running around on her arms and legs and eating food off the floor with her mouth. Totally natural. It is a big day for Sorry. Oh, boy. I didn't watch the video. Is she going to Oh, I didn't watch the video either. Oh, I'll tell you if she's feral. Okay. I'll, I'll mute it. All right. You want me to move on? Yeah. Keep, I mean, do you have another natural story for me? Well, this one veers towards unnatural. Well, a natural consequence of an unnatural behavior. Two choked to death in a in pancake and huge donut eating contests Oof. within 24 hours. First, we got a 20-year-old college sorority sister in Connecticut. Second, you got a 42-year-old man in Colorado. Both choked to death within a 24-hour period after separate eating contests. One was a charity benefit involving pancakes, the other a huge donut challenge. Early Sunday morning, over 1,800 miles. So wait, okay. Oh yeah, so the one happened in Connecticut, but the second one happened right here in Colorado. Well, the first one was, which one was it? Pancakes? First one was pancakes and in like Connecticut. A, like a sorority trick, just an accident. accident just eating too many yeah, pancakes too fast. And if you read that article, which I did, her- uh, Yeah, her dad. The, the young lady, <laughs> in, a, in a, an interesting side note, her dad was a responder at 9-11. First police, responder. First responder, police officer who died. Mm-hmm. Tragic. It is. And then now she dies. Also tragic in a different way. What? How different? Just because it's like there's some silliness He died to responding it? to a terrorist attack. She died eating pancakes. But it's death's deaths. Death's death. And then uh, later that day, 42-year-old man died and died choking in the lobby of Voodoo Donut. <laughs> That's right here I on Colfax Avenue. You. Yeah. You've been there, right? Every time we drive past that place, the kids... Beg for donuts. Yeah, you bet. Guess how many times I've gone in there to get them donuts? Once. Nada. We went once. 
This guy was attempting I, to devour- I waited in a fucking line to go in once. That didn't sound very natural. Can no. I still swear on a natural living podcast? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Did you- Wait, the donuts? fucking line. I mean, kind of like a donut. Although I thought uh, that- and If then, I want a donut, dude, there is there will never be a better donut than a Krispy Kreme glazed donut. Really? T- dude, that is from the South, and that just is legit- just because it's from the South doesn't mean it's- No, that's a good donut. These these fancy voodoo donuts, come on. They're, I mean, you know, I'll eat it. I might have told this story before, but I can remember when cr- the first Krispy Kreme opened here in Colorado. This, see, this it, was probably about, listen up, this was about 20 years ago, probably yeah, at least. Come on, this, yeah. And I was working the graveyard shift for a wire service. So this is like, <laughs> this is like three in the morning. My coworker, it was just me and my buddy, Sean. He was like, I'm going to go. Maybe you want to drop the volume on some of those random cues. <laughs> Sean was just like, I'm going to go get some Krispy Kreme donuts. It opens tonight at midnight. I think you have told this I'm going to go. He leaves at like, yeah, two and two or three in the morning. He's gone for about four hours. He gets back like right before our shift ends. No donuts. <laughs> the line, the, the Krispy Kreme was like oh, kind of right off first, C-470. First happened. The line into the drive through was coming up the roadway and then spilling up onto the exit, onto the freeway. Oh, he, wait. He was the, waiting in line on the freeway. <laughs> so the whole four hours was just waiting and he never got donuts? Yeah, at, oh, like, I, at like two in the morning. I thought he went on some bender. He got the donuts and went on some bender. No, he just waited and waited and couldn't get the donuts. Eventually, he well, gave look, up. His our shift was about to end. East Coast Southern style. These things have been around. Dude, it's it, not the novelty that special. Yeah, they, they melt fran- in they your fr- mouth. They franchise. They're so good. They fr- I'm, hey, sugar and fat is good in almost any form, dude. That's a good donut. Is all I'm saying. Okay, I had a donut, but they I, franchised it and moved it out here, and everybody went nuts. And there were these big lines. But you know what? I used to be able to buy those things at the grocery store. Can't you buy them at the grocery store sometimes? I don't think they're the same, probably. They're not the same coming right off that conveyor belt. Yeah, but uh, mouth. one thing to note. So if you want to talk about donuts, I'll talk about donuts all day. Well, this guy choked on a half pound donut. <laughs> He's trying to eat it in under 80 seconds. Why did I laugh at that? That's terrible. I don't know. You only have sympathy for the girl whose dad was a first responder. This, this, this dude might, he's 42. That's your age. This could have been you choking on that donut, dude. <sighs> Sometimes I will. Do you remember when Krispy, or I mean, I'm Day sorry. Do you remember when Voodoo. About choking I think, on a six pound donut, half pound donut, size of six regular donuts. I believe Voodoo started in Portland, Oregon. You bet it did. And I remember them getting into some hot water. A little different vibe than Krispy Kreme. A NyQuil filled donut. Do you remember hearing about that one? No, I don't. They got in trouble for selling medicine, you know, illegally or whatever. Well, it's OTC. Hey, guess what? You like what you hear? It's not really natural. You like what you hear? This is a nat- the natural foods. I'm sorry. This is the natural living podcast. Natural foods, big part of it. You like what a you're hearing right now? typical show if you're just listening. Yeah, we'll, we, we get very natural up front. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we might we tend to focus a little bit on some food news eventually. We kind of get to some natural living food news. But really, we're just about living. And living costs money, which is why we are on Patreon. Mm. If you like the show, you can support the show. We're Natch 9000 on Patreon. We have mm. all sorts of uh, some bonus materials for there people who- There are already bonus goodies available to patrons. That's right. There's a bonus spring all break episode. of the many patrons. There is- The club you can join for as little as a dollar. Yeah. As much as 40. Yep. If you're a food CEO. <laughs> Still waiting for that 41 to come through. If you liked that song that opened the show, it's called <coughs> Peel and Heal by Old Gay. You get a full a full um, power mix of Quite Old Gay compositions. Quite a treat. I've listened to it countless times. It's, it's pretty good. As an inspiration. Will there ever be a shoulder season scores? 
It could be because shoulder season, as it turns out, he scores the bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. He's even more exclusive than old gay. Old gay is fast and loose. Yeah. You can find old gay in a gutter. He's everywhere. How would I pull together a scores comp? I just have to like. Well, why don't you just. Aren't you. Fade you? in and out like tracks and make. Well, no, but didn't you just tell me you have an EP? EP's out. I'll, maybe well, why I'll, don't you I'll make throw the it on e- SoundCloud. No, gotta- dude, make the EP bonus content, Holmes. Duh. <laughs> okay. It's two plus hours. <laughs> hey, man, you never know what people are in the mood for. All right, I'll throw it on. Hey, I bet I have a feeling it's good sleeping music. It is, and then it isn't, and then it oh, is. Oh, that's right, because you like you like dissonance and discord. Occasion- just occasionally, you gotta you gotta change it up. You get into that zone, and then you gotta get kicked out of the zone, so that you know you can come back. It's that sense of return mm-hmm. that really the human spirit responds to in ambient electronic music. The human spirit, the human body, we're all responding to superfoods, Mark. Patreon! Oh, you want to keep doing that? I was trying to move. Thank you to those who have patronized, and thank you in advance to those who will. Yeah, we love you all. Uh, I'll do it. I'll throw up the... You're going to throw up? The six-pound donut and the shoulder season score. I'm glad I've convinced you. Well, let me listen to it one time and see. Or you could just throw up the entire... You know, you could you could throw up since the tracks are so long. Very long. The first piece could be the music of episode what was it, one hundred and eleven, Spring Breakers. Mm-hmm. That was a bonus episode. If people maybe just wanted to hear that the background music unfettered, you could do that. It is it was great. You know, when I was listening to it, what I was imagining doing, Mark, is just a power yoga sesh. Honestly, this this would be good for you. Some yoga flow. Occasionally, I I crafted some pieces that I thought would be good for meditating. So mm-hmm. they're kind of. These are very natural. Some of the tracks are like little, ch- like the chatter of the mind at the beginning of the meditation yeah. practice, and then it fades what? out. They almost have a Reiki quality, Mark. Thank, you, thank you. You really are a guru. Um, and you know, if you're trying to stay on top of the natural, I went world, up to Boulder last week, oh, and okay. you know what came up again? The whole Kingmaker thing. That, I, yeah. You didn't, you didn't like it? No, I, that I'm gonna. I, Are you trying to shed that moniker? No, but I mean, when was that? 2011? Okay, I, for those of you who are new to the show, Mark, that Mark Peacock Brush here uh, was hailed by Forbes magazine as a kingmaker in the natural product space. Yeah, what year was that? For Two, his work at- Okay, uh, 2013. Nutrition I'm, Business Journal. 2013. His, uh, his keynotes at Expo West. Kingmaker. Follows me everywhere I go. This is one of the most incisive minds in natural living sitting right here. Super and Mark's foods. here too. <laughs> okay, superfoods. Let's get down to it because right. you know you cannot go to Sprouts Market. Let me do this nay for you. Albertsons without you know tripping over a superfood, right? Yep. Okay. Good. Finish that thought. I'm gonna throw a f- a a. Don't look at the chart. Oh, okay. I, throw, I mean, I already read this article. But do you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't I, you read that whole article? Oh, yeah. I was intrigued. Oh, I didn't I read I care it. about superfoods. Okay, maybe you have more to say then. I'm just going to- Well, you can do what you want. You I'm going to throw a food at me. you and you tell me where it falls on the- Basically, the spectrum here is it's delicious and disgusting and it's real superfood, all hype. Okay. I can. I think I can do this based on what I read. Let's I'll see. bet let's, you can. Let's do my recall. Let's see what my recall uh, is. There's two in particular that I think might, might um, flummox the lay listener. But not the guru. Come on. We'll see what you are. Hit B- Black beans. One of the most potent superfoods. Correct. Yep. Okay, I belched. Um, t- they, 
I mean, all legumes, you know, when they, when they do studies on, what is it Good called? Good job the, with the legume word. I love it. The, the pulse. blue zone. Pulse. Blue zone? Yep. Is that what they call it? Blue diet. Yeah. The people within the blue zone diets who live, very, who they live tend to, to be a hundred. Very natural lives. They do. And they eat a lot of beans and black beans in particular. What's and the, they live, a, they live close to nature. There's a compound in beans though. It starts with a P. Psilocybin. Not quite. Pitocin. Is that what it is? I don't know. There's something that in beans that's really good for you. Black beans has the most of it. Phytonutrients. That's the one. <laughs> no, it's not. I think it might be. Phytonutrients are just plant-based nutrients in everything. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So anyway, black beans, superfood. Okay. Actually, I've, last night I made, I made my wife and I some vegan nachos with Did- that, you know, that honest cheese sauce that we love. <laughs> but I, I put uh, lots of black beans on there because I just read that article. I was like, fuck yeah, black beans. Just open the can and pour them on? Cook them up a little? I didn't even heat them up because there was so much other warm shit already in it. There was some soy riso. Is this, this was like the main course, the nacho plate? It was just a giant plate of nachos, buddy. We each got our own giant plate just of nachos. Natural nachos. Quick adjustment to vegan, the mic. Vegan Everybody, nachos. don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. It's okay. You're in good hands. Wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. What the hell, man? Just move. It didn't move when I tried. It's because you cranked that thing down so tight. Hey. Oh. You want to live natural, you got to not crank, crank that it down, down tight. so tight. Coffee. Coffee, superfood. Barely. Just a little. And what about, you're not ranking it delicious versus disgusting. Oh, black beans are delicious. Not according to this chart. Fuck that chart. <laughs> yeah. Coffee. Hmm? Coffee? I... You have such a love-hate relationship with coffee. Well, I've, I've, Shout I've... out to Natch Rancher Tyler Wells. Hey, I was going to get to that later. Oh, fuck. I'll blow your wad right now. Anyway, I, I know I, I've foregone caffeine. Sorry. I have the, I, if you would look at the dock, you'd see that I had it in there. You don't need Where to did go you run in it? your fucking mouth. God, this dock is so big. All right. All right. Here's another one. Go ahead. Coconut oil. Not really a superfood. Well done. It's just a, just a food, just an oil. Well the, done. The MCT oil, uh, that's all the rage. There, there is not substantive, substantial, excuse me, uh, lab studies to really back up any of those claims. <laughs> The claims that have been made are based on kind of patchy science or studies where there was, there were commercial interests involved. So look at the inside total guru, turmeric, big time superfood. No, huge, huge anti-inflammatory agent. I cannot wait until the last story of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. According to this chart, quite a superfood, but also one of the most disgusting items on the chart. I love it. This did, whoever had whoever's palate like a seven year old kid. Yeah, I don't. The disgusting tart cherry. You know what I do? Good. I grate turmeric. Kimchi. They call disgusting and not that is wrong. I grate turmeric over top of my uh, instant oats in the morning. Not instant, but I get the the quick cut silver. Wait, quick cut steel. Quick, quick cook yeah. steel cut oats. And just pour the hot water over them. Look at those wheels turn. Look at them turn. What was that? That was the dog yawning. <laughs> Very natural. Come on. Speaking of natural. Throw, oh, no, that's good. another food. That was good. You give, you're giving up? No, I mean, you, the ones that I thought were interesting, coconut oil, they're, they're, what is this fucking chart? I don't know. They were putting broccoli above kale. They did? Yep. Broccoli. There's broccoli. Where's kale? They said broccoli has all the th- the same well, benefits as kale, but more. Look, more so. love the cruciferous vegetables. Oh, yeah. 
I'm I'm stumbling on kimchi here and beets. Well, they said beets. So the deal with beets was that I think the big draw with beets is that uh, it's like a good recovery food, right? Well, like if you some of the for ca- sports, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, same it's good for you anyway. Cherries. Same with tart cherries. Beets and star- beets and tart, tart cherries were very effective, but it was like such a narrow use case that it, it doesn't make sense to like make it a huge part of your diet. As the sports community interested in performance and optimizing human potential, that's not just they, the sports community, Mark. Well, but that's the you're, natural you're living right. community. It has broadened into a mainstream proposition. Absolutely, it didn't come from sports. Sports took it from natural living. As the sports community has moved away from the whey and the processed powders, they've looked for natural solutions. And what they've landed on is beets and tart cherry. Yeah, good recovery. But they're not just for sports enthusiasts. I bought some uh, some beet powder. I was going to put a smoothie I made you, but it's it's kind of gritty. Doesn't doesn't uh, solubilize? Almost. Kimchi is alive and good for you. Why this, this, is that? This article was saying that the whole probiotic freakout thing is maybe overblown, and that they, there's not enough good science to back up the benefits. But I, I kind of disagree. I think the probiotic craze is overblown, but you still should be eating live food with probiotics in Why it. Why would you not for eat for many food? other reasons? It's good for your belly. <laughs> exactly. So what did you? That's Mark. What Pittman. did you grow up eating? Mark Pittman. Mark, you know what I you know what I grew up eating. You know, Mark grew up eating sugar toast in my household. This clip good in my household there was no sugar. I, mean, I only I'm very I natural. only had sugar toast when I was in Georgia with the Krispy Kreme. Okay, I'm folk. just I just want to let you know, like of the two, I mean, we have over in eighty. We have over that? eighty years of combined natural living experience. So strong, I eighty combined smart. years. But I have more years of natural living experience than you. Oh, here we go. That's true. Only because my parents, uh, my parents, no one, no one wanted to spend the night in my house growing up because I had no sugary cereals, and my one friend complained that we put white water on the cereal, which was actually just skim milk, but he called it white water. Yeah, that was a mistake, but well intentioned. Hey, not a lot of sugar though. The first on my first birthday, I finally had a piece of chocolate cake. I kind of devoured it, and then I got up and went into the kitchen. Shat your pants. Sat, no, sat down in front of the dishwasher and just started banging my head <laughs> against the dishwasher. You had a seizure. And then, well, I was just having a sugar freak out. And then this girl, Gwen, one of my friends. How, wait, how old were you? Gwen walked in, one years old. Oh. And Gwen was like a little older than me. She walked in, watched me doing it for a minute. And then she sat down next to me and started doing it too. It's a craze. A little bit of head banging. We'll get to that later. Hey, that's what really too. happens. That's, what, that's, that's, a, that's a raw, that's a brand new human reacting to poison for the first time, okay? Well, in a heavy dose. Let's keep it natural. But we you went, also, you're, you're, you neglected the most super of superfoods besides turmeric. Can I get a word fucking in edgewise? If you have something worthwhile to say. No, I do. <laughs> okay, what is what, it? Which one? Finish your little thought. Blueberries, bro. Love blueberries. That is why there were blueberries in this uh, shake. That Did we mentioned. talk about the shake already? No, I, I made up a real natural shake. This is a natural living shake. Had uh, frozen blueberries, some Khalifa Farms almond milk. Oh, I get that every week. Uh, some uh, protein powder, or I'm sorry, some peanut butter powder, organic peanut butter powder. It's still a protein powder, but peanut butter powder. And then uh, some organic uh, dinosaur kale. And then just a little bit of coconut sugar. What, Big the, tree hell, what the hell is dinosaur kale? It's Laciano kale. It's the, it's the one kale that you can eat raw. Like it's easy to chew. Mm. 
It kind of looks like a big. I wrink- didn't know that. Looks like a big wrinkly elephant ear. Kinda. I need more years in the natural living game. You'll get there, my friends. Moving on. Talk about natural living. Yeah, I don't. I would vote to just scrap this article. It sucks. <laughs> Moving on. No, but I mean, you can. We can. No. Go, we can go into it. I, Did you I, like it? I don't particularly care. Uh, I didn't mean to insult you. <laughs> I know you picked <laughs> no. these articles. No. It was just such a poorly written article. Well, then just kill the article. There, look, there's a. It's a, a butcher in Australia who first she was clothed. Mm-hmm. Later out in the butcher of a an, a fine art model clothed her she later out in the butcher like a case model, model. amidst the cuts of meat. I think in theory to make a statement like objectifying women, treating them like meat, looking at them as which is wrong. Well, of course it's wrong. But then he nuded her. She's nude. Yeah, and it was her idea to then like 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 those schematics you see of animals draw on her like flank, mm-hmm. breast, uh, leg. Like she was for sale. It just. Yeah. I mean, it's munchies. I think what's happening over at munchies, it's happened to me. I, I used to work for blogs where it was just like sheer volume. So you just got to totally. try, try and turn anything into an article. And you can throw in a picture of a tastefully covered naked lady in a, in a butcher's meat case. Yeah. But they really tried to go, go along with this one. Yeah. This article was a Hail Mary long. pass. While some. Dropped uh, at the goal line. Primarily female commenters were quick to criticize both the image and the page for sharing it. There were a hefty portion of cringingly lascivious remarks from male commenters to the tune of, now that's my sort of meat. I'll take the breasts and thighs, please. Yeah. Didn't know they sold fish as well. Oh, come on. See? That's not natural. Internet culture. Trolls. Trolls. Oh, boy. Let's listen to some music, Mark. Oh, boy, that's not. Country spelled capital all caps C O slash N T R Y. Mm, haven't seen that yet. Is it an adult contemporary post punk duo? Is that, is that something to do with pornography? No, adult contemporary, you know, like contemporary adult music, like kind of easy listening. This is like easy listening post punk. Newfoundland born, Montreal based artists Beaver Shepherd. That sounds like a Canadian name, I guess. And David Witten. Now, this I think you'll find interesting, Mark, because this. See if you can pick up on the the uh, parallels to our own evolution as a podcast, as the natural living podcast. The the natural living podcast. So the band's name originally just country, spelled as you'd spell. Stop messing around in the dock while I'm reading out of it, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> country. Originally, it was chosen because it was confusing and impossible to search for online. In the tradition of enigmatic acts like Boston and Chicago. Although they they existed well before. Yeah. You know how many times I've gotten someone, one of these bolder elites to, man, it's so hard to find you online. Yeah. Because our brand is a word that has a definite, the first thing you search Google Natch, you get the definition of Natch. But who gives a shit about all this this, SEO shit? That's our marketing mavenry at work. No website. We make podcasts. You go to SoundCloud. No SEO. Because fuck that. We're an acquired taste. But damn, we taste good. Uh, but here's what happened. They selected this new version of their name uh, with greater visibility in mind. No, no. Natch 9000. Yeah, which we've done as well. I guess we should maybe use Natch 9000. <sighs> should, we change, should we change the name of the show? 
Listen to this though. The new version was selected with greater visibility in mind, provided people can remember how to spell it or are aware that the name has changed at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it's happening everywhere, people. We're all trying to figure out how to be heard above the, the din of trolling and of the unnatural. Of the unnatural, the unholy, the unnatural. But this is Natch, episode 113. We bought a zoo, the Natural Living Podcast.
are back. Match episode 113. We bought a zoo. That was country. If uh, there's a lot more of that. Holy shit, man! That was one of my favorites. Wasn't that amazing? That baseline was killer, dude. Almost every song on this album, which is called Cell Phone One, is is a just a delight. You want you want the link? How'd you get? Yeah, well, you can find them on Bandcamp. You could also text the Soundhawk. What's that number? Soundhawk three three five four eight six six seven. You text. Here's what happens: you text the Soundhawk. Just text the word newsletter along with your email address, and he'll put you on the newsletter. You get a link to the Google Doc. In said Google Doc, you will find the link to buy that record. Oh, you got to buy it? I guess it. we could just start putting the link to the Google Did Doc. Did you buy it? No, I, I heard about it from a PR person. I got a... Special code? I got a free download because I'm a, an insider, Mark. No, you can buy it if you like it, Mark. Oh, I'm promoting them right now. All right, Mark, I'll give you, I'll give you a copy, okay? Okay. Just for you, buddy. Should I throw shoulder season on Bandcamp? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, man. Another way to monetize? Yeah, let's monetize everything. Okay. Um, so that was amazing. Is, Kudos on that selection. Can't wait to hear song. more. Um, so, speaking, this of- is Natch. It's the Natural Living Podcast. This is the portion of the show where we kind of dip our toe and then our foot and then our lithe ankles, sometimes up to the knee in food news. Mm. Usually. Oh, usually? I'm bringing you the first story from... Well, eventually. See? Yeah, eventually. This would be eventually. This is... um, I love the photo I'm looking at. Botswana. I see an African gentleman in looks like maybe some either tight black jeans or leather pants. He's got a leather vest. He's got a leather hat. He's got these big wrist cuffs that look to be leather. And he's doing like a... Taking a bow. He's almost in like sort of a modified runner's lunge. This is a Mother Jones article from some photojournalism performed by Pep Bonet a few years back. Article written by Michael Mechanic in the middle of Africa's- Michael co- Mechanic? Michael Mechanic. Of Mike and the Mechanics? I think so. Wow. It's like, it's like that band merged into a person. Because <laughs> it was Mike and the Mechanics, and then it's like Voltron. They just yeah. form as Mike Mechanic. Uh, in the middle of Africa's Kalahari Desert, a thriving hellbanger scene. I'm feeling old right now because I do not know what hellbanging is. A largely, yeah, you do. A largely white genre, heavy metal music. I thought that was headbanger. Headbanger, hellbanger, heavy metal. All these words I've apply. Ne- I've never heard hellbanger applied to heavy metal. I've heard headbanging. <laughs> Hellraiser. Death metal. Hellraiser is a, a movie. A movie. Heavy metal music has Clive been Barker. gaining popularity in countries like South Africa and Kenya, but Botswana is the pioneer. At the heart of the scene is the band Overthrust, fronted by a singing bass playing cop named Shomarero Mosaka. They don't mind about color or race, Bonet told me. Tell you what, that they that believe country heavy metal song unites me people. Some Overthrust, remember that? I was going to play you some. I guess I better just do it over the mic here. You're not going to download and do all that, right? This is a. Oh. I don't want to play any music. Oh, no, this is real. Are you going to play an ad for us? Nope. I'm going to play you a song. An overthrust song? No, I found you something else. It was actually in the article, so I thought I'd just... Got it queued up, huh? Skin Flint, Mask of the Dead. Sounds very 90s. 2013. Man's chopping a tree. 
and okay hot licks I'm not hearing anything all that revolutionary no I'm not saying it's revolutionary what's the singing sound like Who is this guy? That guy's not even Botswanan. Why did I pick this one? (laughs) It reminds me of like Queensryche or something. Thriving hellbanger scene in Botswana. It's the pioneer in um, Africa of the burgeoning heavy metal culture. That's all you got? They make their own clothes. uh, Well, if you read the article, it talks about like there was one cover. Oh God, you would know this. I should tell you what album it was. But anyway, the, the cover of that album has inspired all of these outfits. That one Here, look at the rest of these people. I only see Donald Trump on your screen right now. <laughs> that guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the coolest part of these outfits. Oh, look at that guy with that little hand gear. Oh, yeah. There's him. Oh, there she is. That is Lady Rocker. I started listening to metal in 2002. I used to see rockers gathered in a bar dressed in leather pants, nice cowboy boots, and hats. I admired and wanted to be one of them. I eventually started buying metal attire, t-shirts, and leather pants. One day in 2002, I joined them, and they made me listen to Boston. Boston? (laughs) Iron Maiden, and that's how I became a rocker. (laughs) Boston? Boston and Iron Maiden? Yes, it's just funny. We were just talking about Boston. The appropriation of hellbanger culture. Oh, this guy you'd love. Look at that attitude. I think he's one of the kingpins. Uh, looks like he has three legs, but those are just chaps. No, he's got chaps, my friend. He's got like studded chaps. There's the hand gear up close. Let me see the album cover. It's, there's kind of an uh, undercurrent of Leather Daddy. That's very Leather Daddy. Here. Very Leather Daddy. What's the album? Oh, man. You got to talk while I find it. Can I talk about the next story, or are we lingering on Hellbanger? Oh, here's a guy from Motorhead. What the album, album, album? You know what song they love? Do you know that Judas Priest song? Hellbent, hellbent for leather. Do you know that one? Hellbent, hellbent for leather. They Which look- is just like, it was so surprising that people were shocked when <laughs> Rob Halford like came out of the closet and was like, yeah, I'm gay. I'm like, oh, really? Because I thought hellbent for leather was such a hetero song. <laughs> Wasn't there a Leather Daddy at Expo West when we covered that live? Uh, oh, Papa Bruce. Papa Bruce. Uh, here's a quote from Bonite. They look very similar, many of them, to the Ace of Spades album cover. Motorhead, huh? Sounds right to me. Remember uh, Black Velvet Bland's cover of Ace of Spades? Oh, I sure do. We closed out the show with that once. I there you I go. the episode number. That's wonderful. That's, that's a form of natural living. It is. Well, it's, uh, natural living is all about expressing who you are in a natural way. If possible, uh, doing as little harm as possible. We all know that harmless is a sham. Don't like that word. Anytime you see the word harmless, that's a red flag, people. We don't like the word harmless on this show. It's, it's, an, it's an illusion. It is. Harmless is up there with perfect. It's just an abstract notion. You cannot live by it. Moving on. The depressing truth Nobody about hips. Nobody listen to okay. fucking pontificate about Go ahead. I'm sorry, this is a natural living podcast. Can I not? It's the natural living podcast. So why can't I talk about natural living? Especially when it's a sweet segue that you interrupt. The Depressing Truth About Hipster Food Towns by Stephen Tucker Paulson. Mother Jones. Back Back to Mother Jones. That's what happens on the Natural Living Podcast. You're going to hear a lot of of Mother Jones. Eh, They're okay. 
mean they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no some, munchies. Sometimes they're a little, no, munchies terrible. They're not, I don't know if I'd call them an arbiter of like real, they're, they're, they're a little bit. Well, they have an agenda, bro. They, they, yeah, they do have an agenda. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. It's real, but it's agenda. They keep it real within the confines of their agenda. We love agenda. old Tommy Pillpot. Yeah, we do. This isn't him, though. This so this article is about a uh, deflating trend happening in uh, not. To, I mean, you think of Brooklyn right away when you're a hipster town, right? I think of you when I hear the word hipster. Well, that's hilarious. But what you might not think of are towns like Boise, Idaho, Mark, where this is happening as well. But uh, Ooh, hipster in town. Brooklyn, for instance, you know what I think of? I think of fucking Portland kicking off voodoo donuts, hipsterizing the fucking donut when it was just doing just fine as a greasy sugar blob down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, man, take it easy. So OG residents of Brooklyn finding themselves priced out of the closest grocery stores, like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, right? So say you're 62-year-old Nana Whitaker. You've been living in Brooklyn most of your life, and now all the stores within a mile of your house sell overpriced produce. Mm. They ain't selling the pork that you like, so now you got to take a subway for 20 minutes to go to the stop and shop. BS. Pick up your deals. In the past, if a city dweller had to journey a mile. Somebody needs to step in at Whole Foods and actively. (laughs) (laughs) In the past, if a city dweller had to journey a mile to a grocery store, it probably meant she lived in a food desert. That term was coined by social scientists in the 1990s to describe places bereft of the ingredients needed to make a healthy meal. I really have to be. But what we're dealing with now, food mirages. That's what it's what? called. It's called the food mirage. Yeah, tell me about the food mirage. Well, in recent years- What does US- that mean? Don't give me a quote. From your heart, naturally. From my heart, what's it mean? It means that it's an illusion of- Well, because what's happened is the government has stepped in and tried to alleviate these food deserts, but it isn't working. And so the people that live in these places are priced out of the more conveniently located shopping options. Oh. So it's a mirage. They can see the food, but they cannot access it, Mark. Wait a minute. What I'm hearing- and you are we identified the food deserts. The government, well, probably not the government. Industry. How how do you fix a food desert? You well, here, put in to- you put in a grocery store. But who oh, who wants a? Um, huh. So many of these grocery stores are 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 the highfalutin, naturally elite, fancy fans. Which I know you don't care about serving well, me so that not gonna- Tyson chicken breast. I'm keeping it real. Big plate of antibiotics. I'm inter- it's interesting about the elitism of the natural food movement, how this oh, we've dovetails talked about it with many the food times. desert scourge. In recent years, the U.S. government has spent at least $169 million in grants and helped raise $1 billion more to try to end food deserts by funding things like new stores and farmer's markets. But as urban neighborhoods gentrify, a new kind of disparity has emerged. Mark Peacock Brush. In 2010, the White House announced the Healthy Food Financing Initiative, which provides loans, grants, and tax breaks to food sellers, mostly in neighborhoods that qualify as deserts. To help identify needy areas, the government looks at whether the median income of a census tract is less than 81% of the median income of the greater area, but this metric doesn't work well in gentrifying neighborhoods where rich and poor people live crammed together. Mark, Mm. are you starting to see? Mm. Starting to get a fuller picture of what's going on here? Denver Park Hill. Great example. Preach. (laughs) On mic. Gentrified? Old timers yep. making ends meet, paycheck to paycheck, crammed together in a rich stew of real life. Every time I go to fucking Boulder, I had a kitchen next door. Had a lovely meeting, lovely people. I love those people. We're sitting at the table. 
for some reason it was like, oh yeah, where are the black people? Oh, they're not up here. It's not a real town. It's a bubble. Denver, real town. Park Hill, real town. We're mixed together. I think well, we're, are we technically thing. in a food desert? I think we might be. Well, if you head about a half mile we have east of us, there is the King Supers. We have bicycles. The King Supers serves the Stapleton neighborhood. Natural. Which is a white bubble. Yes. But then as you're on the other side of Quebec on, I guess that would be East Park Hill, which is still a very ethnically rich neighborhood. So that King Supers is shared territory. It's east a melting of, pot. East of Quebec? I'm sorry, west of Quebec, but east of Monaco. Monaco to Quebec. Yeah. Right. Right. That King Supers is a, that is a bit of a melting pot. It is. And you can, you can tell by the way they stock Sprouts their- Sprouts is okay hairs. too, because it's down there- Sprouts in, isn't that way. We're pointing the wrong direction. Sprouts is over there. Yeah. But it's, you get a mixed clientele there as well. It's, in, it's urban. It is. Whole Foods? Not so much. Not so much. It's expensive. Cherry Creek. Even benefits through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly called Food Stamps, aren't a great solution. And that was just a bit of local color on They're... the Natural Living Podcast. If you're listening from Denver, okay. that had special meaning now for you. I have you. to read the whole beginning of this quote Nobody again. Nobody cares. We're done with this story. It's about food stamps. You don't care? All right, I don't fine. get food stamps. Fine. Moving on. Has coffee gotten too fancy, Mark? So articles by Oliver Strand. The Love New York that Times. name because that's a very fancy name. Oh, are you ready for a very fancy intro? A, I a am. very fancy lead here? Is this is this this is the lead? I believe so. For this some is the lead. For some, it's a staple of the American morning. A comforting routine. Wait, let me start over. <clears throat> that's oh, I not that bad a line. No, I know. But I forgot to tell you that one of the ways I'm trying to monetize is I want to get some voiceover work. So I need to build a reel. So I might use this. Okay, so here we, okay hold on. <clears throat> For some, it's a staple of the American morning. A comforting routine. Oh, shit. <laughs> <What was laughs> my that? throat's gurgling. <laughs> is that peppermint tea, the acidity? Yep. All right. For some, it's a staple of the American morning. A comforting routine. A good deal. Anything that costs more than a dollar is needlessly expensive. A waste Aww. of money. How dare you? Aww. Now I'm going to have to re-record it. What Aww. the hell was that? It's my fart sound. Aww. You're trying to fart like Dave Kearney? In an elevator. All right. Can I finish here? Yep. You've ruined the reel. It's fine. The coffee from a deli, diner, or donut cart is all you need to start the day. (gasps) For others, the $1 cup is suspiciously cheap. Maybe it tastes bad or its production does harm to the land and is unfair to laborers. If you have to pay more, then that is probably a reflection of a drink's true cost. Mm. So I guess we're stepping up to the plate, Mark. T. Radwell's. No, nope, that comes later. Local. Local. Of I remember their do- it's a dollar cup, right? Not quite. Yes, it is a dollar. You're right. Uh, so, is it possible for high quality coffee to be inexpensive? At local, self described revolutionary fast food chain opened last year by chefs Roy Choi and Daniel Patterson, the answer is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they partnered with some high end roastery guy, right? Well, let me get to that. Oh, God. How, trying deep, to get how deep are you going on this? <laughs> I'm building to that. Jeez. You go too deep on some of these stories. I do not. I'm telling you what's going on. You want to, you just want to glaze right over, huh? I like want to get to T. Radwell's. Like a crappy Krispy Kreme donut. Dude's fucking coffee hey, and donuts. I know, and we're getting to it. I'm sensing a trend. Well, if you let me. Food Kingmaker Natural Living Trend. 
obtained and roasted according to the same lofty standard, standards found at Intelligentsia Coffee, Sumtown Coffee Roasters, or any of these small innovative companies that have transformed the high end of the industry in the past decade. Locals Coffee is clean and flavorful, but unlike these shops where a cup can cost $3 or more, Local charges $1 for a 12-ounce coffee or $1.50 if you want milk or sugar. Interesting. Why is it 50 cents for milk and sugar? I don't know. Do they make it like... Is it like a give it to you pre-made? Like we put the milk and sugar in it, or do you get to put it in? Well, there? you know, I've never been there, Mark, so I don't really know. I kind of like it if they're like this is our version with milk and sugar. Oh, you sugar. mean they just like give you a little creamer cup? They just give it to you like with the creamer and sugar in it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So you can't like fuck you. You can't have it just the way you want it. Well, that part I like. I would like that. Reminds but, me of Vietnam. Did I ever tell you about the coffee in Vietnam? No. Oh, highlight of every day. Highlight of every day. All I ever hear about Vietnam is. Um, so Sherpa fingered you. Unbelievable. Oh, wait, no, that was in uh, Nepal. That was Nepal, and it was not... It was a rickshaw driver. Didn't happen. Although it would be natural. <laughs> what? Hey, just a quick prostate check. Um, no. The bum in New Zealand never happened. The finger in Nepal never happened. There was a finger somewhere. <laughs> oh, actually, I think the finger was in Watts. Or weren't you in some part of L.A. and you had to get an emergency finger? <laughs> An emergency prostate exam? It was some sort of natural crisis. I did have an appendectomy in uh, Sac- Davis, Sacramento. Okay, but there was a finger that led to that discovery. No, there's not, I don't think there's ever been a finger. You've never had a finger? Never finger. In your butt? Not unintentionally. Wait, what? I mean a doctor's finger. Never a doctor's finger. Only strangers who you pay on the sidewalk. Okay, I get it. Um, wait. Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon. I've had Vietnamese coffee, if that's what you're Yeah, you know, the condensed milk and the carafe. Oh, yeah. oh, so good. It's delicious. That's pretty much all it is, right? It's just coffee and then condensed the sweetened milk. condensed milk. Oh, man. What the f- I can do that at home. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Probably got a lot of fat, but... Well, I'd worry more about the sugar load. Ooh. It's like candy. So it's good. It's like candy coffee. Yeah, of I can't remember what good. they did. They sold you a carafe, like a French... You got your own French press of it. It was a slow drip, so you had to wait for it to drip out and then... You know. It well, like dripped into the cup. I think the, uh, France, France has carries great influence in Vietnam. Of course, they were the occupiers. Exactly, and so I think you got a French press with the coffee and this and the and the condensed milk plug at the bottom, mm. and then you would stir it up. When I've been to Vietnamese restaurants, it's served in a single apparatus, like where the condensed milk's in a cup on the bottom, and then there's like a little drip thing mm. over top. That's it. You're right. Yeah. Local is rolling out a coffee brand called Yes Please PLZ and plans to eventually open coffee windows and stand up shops, huh. standalone shops, in addition to supplying its three locations a restaurant and a bakery in Oakland and the restaurant in Watts. Blah, blah, blah. A 12 ounce bag of Yes Please coffee sells for $8 to $9. By comparison, a 16 ounce bag of Dunkin' Donuts original blend is $8.99. Fucking love Dunkin'. Like the Merit Dunkin'. But here, here's, here's where it gets interesting, Mark. <laughs> Yeah. The efficiencies of the fast food model are what allow Tony Canessi, the head of Local's coffee operation, to buy high quality beans for about three times the price of commodity coffee and still sell it for a dollar. The coffee comes from Red Fox Coffee Merchants, a boutique importer that supplies some of the country's most exacting roasters. Mr. Konecki, Canessi coordinates closely with their buyer, who in turn works with the farmers to finance them and determine the best practices for growing beans. So you're still getting an ethical cup for a buck. And here's what, here's what old Tom says. We have become overly focused on this ingredient preciousness, single origin puritanism, he said. As a result, he added, coffee just keeps getting fancier and fancier. Yeah, I know that. So there you go. 
There is no gastro sermonizing at local. No talk of farms or varieties. The coffee on the menu is either hot or cold and served with a cheerful lack of ceremony. Good for them. Taking coffee back. Well, their crowd isn't going to want that Starbucks shit. Their crowd, Mark? Yeah. The people they're serving. They're trying to Uh improve the fast food diets of. Oh, and they don't have delicate taste buds. Trumpsters. How could they? Fucking Trumpster. No, I'm kidding. All right, so on the on the on the 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 uh, you got more on coffee. Can't wait. Well, you've been trying to bark about it all episode. I've been waiting for Tyler Rad and his donut coffee hybrid Natch shop. Rancher. Love it. A member of our advisory board, Tyler Wells, coffee czar of Los Angeles. You bet. He has a consultancy called Nice. Nice, nice. And now Nice is also a little outpost in downtown LA. He's opened another shop. Not since Handsome Roasters has Tyler been so direct in the. Service business, but I can tell you coffee. what the difference is here. Wait, that's not true. Had his own shop, I guess, is what we're talking about. Well, this is his first solo enterprise. He's Handsome was with partners, and then that sold to Blue Bottle. Sold to Blue Bottle. Then he consulted and opened up he helped, Blacktop and others. He helped, he worked with. Did he ever do the pen pal thing? I think he was. I don't know what happened with that. Mm. He's got a lot of projects going on. But who, yeah, he, who doesn't? So he opened Blacktop kind of for somebody else mm-hmm. but nice is his vision mm. and it's his business no meddling from investors i don't think so no investors i don't believe so wow maybe i'm leaking too much information i don't know <laughs> uh so uh, this comes from a spruge.com article <laughs> <clears throat> is it spruge or sprudge <laughs> looks like spruge to me okay with a zelig like propensity zelig. Fi- i like zelig with a zelig like propensity to find himself at the center of the scene, the coffee scene, stands Tyler Wells, a coffee consultant and entrepreneur, non-paril. That's my favorite word. Or non- non-paray. Paray. I say non-paray. In the city's ongoing coffee boom. Spruge readers know Wells from his work as co-founder of the influential Handsome Coffee Roasters, projects like Blacktop and Superba Food and Bread, plus consulting work behind the scenes, none bigger than his ongoing work to help plan Locolombe coffee roasters coming Los Angeles expansion. Ooh, that's a little behind the scenes. This, this insider was sitting a foot away when he was on a call with La Colombe. Okay. That's, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Took a call from his client and you were there. Ooh, awesome. Hey, I was in the room. Uh, More so, importantly. So yes, today comes you news. You grew up with this young man. Oh yeah. We've I've had known. him on, here, I'll look up the episode he was on. It's a great one. I've known Tyler Wells since we were both huge dirtbags. Now we're both like, We've masked most of our dirtbaggery with a veneer of He has a southern genteel quality to him. He's a southern man. North Carolina, right? Uh, West Virginia, I believe. West Virginia. What was the... Remember that? He was working in the body shop and oh, said, yeah, you yeah. pay for that fucker. No, you... Asshole, you pay for that asshole. Or, the antique. Yeah, you got to go back to the tape to find that. I got to find it. Uh, so he's opened his own coffee bar in the city's financial district, a new jaw-dropping courtyard bar designed by the internationally renowned firm Gensler Architecture. It's beautiful. <gasps> Did you see the pictures? It's like a little cube that collapses. and Well, yeah, like the... It, it's is it's it not like, like garage door style, like the, the walls fold up. Yeah, but it, so is it also really like a... It's not like a building. It's like inside of a... It's in a courtyard. Yeah, he's built, a, he's built an edifice a building. in a courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, you can find it in the City National Plaza at 555 South Flower Street. 
four modular walls that lift up to allow that glorious California sunshine. Blah, blah, blah. Ep- patio seating. Full interview with Tyler Wells, episode 26. You pay for it, asshole. Yep, there's some great stories about him and I being shitheads. Uh, Good luck, so, Tyler. Here's what he's selling. He's selling coffee. Yep. Ellipses. Also donuts, right? Isn't that the, yep. I think that's how the <laughs> that's coffee right. works. Yeah, here, let me. I apologize for not knowing more about, he told me about the donuts. Like, they're very special. They're special donuts? He has a special relationship, I think, with the person that makes the donuts. They're fucking great donuts. Donuts and coffee. Fucking great coffee. Fucking great donuts. It seems yeah. pretty simple to me. I, I, I'm thinking financial district means like a business clientele a lot, during the yeah. day a lot. Give them a coffee. Give them, yeah, good for I you. Couldn't, I couldn't find a lot of info on the website about the menu. I don't know how deep the coffee menu goes. Mm. Oh, here's Because I believe originally when they started Handsome, it was like you could get an espresso, an Americano, or a cappuccino, and that was it. Look at those Whole donuts. milk. Oh, we've been here. We've been, I don't know. When they, we'll see if they give the old Krispy Kreme a run for its money. Look at that thing. It's gorgeous. But that's, it's that, right? Yep. So he plopped that in the courtyard. Maybe he has to rent the space, but he owns the building, the edifice, something like that. Insi- insider talk. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really know. Because <laughs> I assume like during business hours, it opens up and then he just shuts it all up at night. It's like one of those corrugated metal doors in the Bronx that you slam down at night and padlock. A little more elegant though. Very more, very yeah, more. He, he was very excited about this when I last saw him. So congratulations, for Tyler. What's up? Next time we're out in LA for uh, Expo West. We'll let you hook us up with some free coffee and donuts. No, we'll pay. <laughs> or you can hook us up. All right, Mark, take us home. Oh, okay. What's left? Oh. Sing this, uh, yeah. <clears throat> this, is, this is a tough one for the natural living lifestyle. Am I bad? It's time for a stretch. I'm just holding on. Oh, there's some stand up. It's good for the body to get the blood moving around. Ooh, yeah. Let the joints pop. Let the discs. Oh, it's so weird how that all happens when you're old. That like, sucks, dude. You make a noise when you get up. Oh. 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 Confirmed. Licensed naturopathic doctor gave lethal turmeric injection. Britt Mary Hermes Forbes as a contributor. If memory serves, Britt is former a former naturopath who just sort of said, this is bullshit, fuck this, I'm out, and has been casting aspersions ever since. Oh, really? California-licensed naturopathic doctor Kim Kelly gave an intravenous injection of a turmeric solution to Jade Eric, 30, that resulted in her death. Yo. The San Diego medical examiner confirmed Eric was being treated for eczema, a benign skin condition. Benign, but extremely annoying. Nothing to die for. No, but I've known people people go to great lengths to try and alleviate their eczema. Yeah. I had a friend whose dad the, had really bad Humira. eczema. Took some prescription drug that just wreaked havoc on his liver. Yeah, there's some heavy-duty drugs that'll... So, um, so benign? <laughs> yeah, it won't kill you, but it'll drive you fucking nuts. That's not natural. <laughs> oh, Continue. It's, it's also not the point of the story. <laughs> I'm saying I could see why being driven to a turmeric injection. Like, okay, I could also now I'll hey, try this, and I don't know. Thirty. I don't. Hey, I don't know. I could also see somebody going. Oh, I've got a little scaly patch right here that's visible when I wear my short sleeves. Let me get. I wanted whatever it takes to get rid of it. How dare you? I don't know. 
Respect the dead, Mark. I'm not saying it's this particular case. Carry on. According to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, curcumin, that's the active in turmeric. That is the super agent in the superfood. Oh, boy. For any, it's the phytonutrient. Curcumin for any medical condition is not supported by strong evidence. This is notable, considering over 150 million in federal funds since 1997 have been eh, not, have been spent studying curcumin, and the NCCIH is generally sympathetic to low quality evidence supporting alternative medicine. Okay, well, you know, a recently published review of the clinical evidence of pharmacological prospects of curcumin in the Journal of Medicinal Chemistry, I don't know that journal, concluded. Quote, curcumin has never been shown to be conclusively effective in a randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial for any indication. Like for anything? Right. Good for nothing? <laughs> right. So, fuck science. <laughs> on face value, you could do be like, wow, here's another bit of snake oil everybody's decided to jump into. On, rub on, in. Uh-huh. You got it. Or you could say, I don't know if this journal's whatever in Brit might have an agenda and 150 million over 20 years is not a ton. And, or you could say, you know what, maybe this is just this like really effective anti-inflammatory thing that is just kind of creating a low-level goodness in you. Oh, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <clears throat> Either way, the naturopathic turmeric injection community is in our, up, up in arms. Take heed. <laughs> they've, they've rallied. Like, Wait a minute, we have to poke holes in this event. Well, what killed the person? Anderson, who's an apologist and heavy curcuminer, claims that Eric died from an anaphylactic reaction. Allergy. Huh. But according to the medical examiner's report, Eric suffered from, quote, severe anoxic brain injury secondary to cardiopulmonary arrest, most likely due to turmeric infusion. The report does not cite an allergic reaction as the cause of death. Eric's heart and breathing stopped. Huh. I thought the person's name was Jade. Jade Eric. Oh. <laughs> so you enjoy that shaved turmeric on your oatmeal? I'm not afraid. You, you know what? A few palpitations don't I can't help but think, though. This is like, see, I think this is part of like why people are all, like the masses are like kind of, meh, kind of lukewarm on science these days. Because we want to believe in this magic shit. We want to believe that Kirkyman, that Kirk Cameron can save us all from damnation. Kirk Cameron. And here's science be like, well, no, actually, no. Well, but I think I mean, the real gotta, answer lies somewhere in between. The real answer is you got a body here that probably died from the injection <laughs> well, of what is that. supposed to be a very safe natural ingredient. Well, who knows? But I mean, it could so have been popular in the overdose, natural lifestyle. An overdose. Could have been a bad. It, it, There's always. The possibility for too much of a good thing, Mark. Or it could be a heavy Which is why. And, well, okay. It's good that we're at the end of episode 113. We it's bought been a, a zoo. joy. Yeah, the Natural Living Podcast. I'll finally get to hear the end of the song. Oh, yeah. I'll Come back for 114. Find us on Patreon. Say hi however you want. Text the Soundhawk. Put a finger up your ass. Why not? Maybe wash it afterwards. Yeah, before you serve finger food. <laughs> <laughs>